And your hand? Got a pill for that? I'll fix it. I think my hand is magic. Why, I don't know. Whenever I look at it, it starts to glow. And it's magic with this ninja leaf. Turning to me for orders, say I meant to leave. I'll tell you about the magic, cause it's really cool. It's a gift from my dead boyfriend, Rachel Cool. I used to date a cop. Then things went bad, went a little crazy. Killed mom and dad, joined the maniacs, and I opened a club. I couldn't fit in, no matter how hard I tried. Tabitha attacked me, and I wound up dead. That's when I met my savior. I was revived by the demon's head. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Donovan. This is Jan. And this episode is called One of My Three Soups. I didn't even have to look at Futon credit for that one. Like, that one I remembered, which, like, uh, because of that whole thing with, like, Jerome and his uncle. So, yes, um, there is an Arkham Asylum breakout, and everyone is there, including Peyton List as the new Scarecrow, you know, recast. Uh, never takes off the mask, though, so it, it, it could be anyone over there, under there. Um, Sexualizing and- another villain once again. Yeah. John, Selena's like, Jonathan Crane, this isn't like you. We've never interacted. But that's not the point. Um, so, because we didn't get enough of him in season three, uh, Mad Hatter's back, and, you know, uh... derping with Gordon, you know, uh, you know, like, making him like, you have to choose, you know, save, everybody, save nobody or save nobody, you know, and uh, Gordon gets to play DJ as a uh, he tries to save the lives of everyone, including his uh, pal, Harvey, um, who has to remind him, like, there's, like, a weird part at the beginning. He's like, remember, don't tell those cops when you're lecturing them about Arkham that you, like, let Sophia bring the pig to town. Why would I randomly bring that up during an Arkham Asylum breakup? I don't know. You bring up weird things sometimes. Um, it's true, Bruce though. Is, He's not Bruce, wrong. Yeah, Bruce is concerned because uh, he feels responsible for Jerome because he let Jerome live in that circus episode. uh last season that was really good so he and selena you know go out looking for jerome and find jerome torturing a relative of his and uh we get some fun there and uh we 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 get some answers over like why barbara king's hand glows in the dark now uh she is the new leader of the league of shadows and for those of you who don't watch the show you only listen to our recaps and you know that like sometimes we make up stuff in our recaps like oh you know like gordon had the power of the fly or like lucius fox dressed up as sophia that you might be thinking oh barbara keen leader of the league of assassins this is one of those things you made up for the recap but it's not and then like yeah barbara's that, like you league of assassins suck so then some girls like you're right they do suck so she, like, kills all of them except for, like, some girls standing in the back with guns. And it's like, now we're the new League of Assassins, just the women, uh, to be continued. I want to go with Don first because Don posted something on Facebook, like, earlier. Like, I'm so mad at something I saw today. And I, like, text him, like, LOL, it's Barbara Keen, isn't it? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> what's happening? So <laughs> You really should start with you two first. I, I, I got to close it because it's, it's going it's gonna to turn into something. Uh, let it turn into something, but okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess 
which plot line should we start with then, Don, to lead into? No, nah, it's it, my 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 whole thing is kind of like a problem with the show at large, um, and it's. I really think you just you guys just just give your overall thoughts, and then like I'll I'll get to what I what I want to talk about. Okay, um, Jan, you can go first then. About how I feel about the show, the episode. Yeah. Um. God. Uh, it's like I didn't watch this a couple hours ago. Um, I did like the things I liked. Uh, Batman and Catwoman. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Not kidding. Uh, Bruce and Selina. I liked um the whole thing with. I liked mostly everything that Jerome did because I don't know. He's so campy but he's also like slightly unpredictable I say slightly because there's some things like Bull do it and then I'll just be like oh yeah that's that's totally how he is on this show um, and then also he's very I don't know he's just very fun but also scary agree with and you so far that is it was really hard for me to see that in um, in a Joker. Like when I was watching, hate me if you want to, uh, the Nolan verse. Oh. I thought he was like funny, but not very scary. <laughs> and uh, there are instances in TAS where he kind of bounced back from both. Although I found him more like funny than scary. And then of course in the comics he can be like downright straight terrifying. Um, so seeing Cameron in this role and him just straight up owning that was just I was really enjoying it because I was getting all these emotions from watching him. Um, I actually I did like that they fell back on Scarecrow's uh, chemistry background outside of the whole fear toxin because of his history with his father uh jesus i'm i have this huge problem with jervis because he keeps blaming uh almost gordon gordon for his sister's death when she clearly killed herself to get away from him and gordon keeps looking so guilty about it it's like dude that literally was not your fault she decided to kill herself versus having to live with her bro dude um let me see i did like i did seriously love uh the bruce and selena interactions in there uh i did like No, that was it. Um, <laughs> I didn't like. <laughs> oh, these are just personal issues. I just didn't like Barbara being. Oh, remember when I told you, like, if you could just see my face right now at this very moment as these words are coming out of Horatia's mouth. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, you are the demon's head. I was like. I was this. I'm putting my fingers very close together. This close. To throwing my entire PC through my window. Whoa. Yeah, no, that's just. I, at least Tabitha was like on it. She was like, dude. Tabitha was like solid this episode. <laughs> Tabitha was all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, what? You're you're fucking crazy. Why why are you hesitating? Um, I and then what I was the other for my plot brother's line? Insane death cult. It's true. Uh, what was the other? 
it was, was there another plot line? line? So it was it was Jerome and Bruce, um, uh, Matt Hattering and Homeless Cop, and um, oh and god, Barbara Bruce Keenan. so good this episode. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. I I there were things that I really liked about Homeless Cop's plot line too. Um, <laughs> but. There are so many parallels between him and Bruce. It's kind of annoying. But Bruce is learning, and it's it's also annoying that Homeless Cop is still learning after four seasons, since he's he grown. He to learn, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my... That's so, my... I... I mentioned in the last episode that, like, uh, because of the way that, like, Fox sends these to us for, like, previews, I saw this before the previous episode had even aired. So, like, I saw this not knowing, like, what was going to happen in the previous episode. So, like, it was really, like, weird at the beginning, like, you know, where uh, Gordon's like, ah, I'm out of the hospital now. I'm like, what happened? And then, like, previously (laughs) on Gotham. And you see, like, the Sophia headshot. And then, like, you know, like... uh, and Tabitha's like, your hand is still glowing, isn't it, Barbara? And I'm like, man, last week must have been crazy. And I had no clue what happened with Bruce and Selena. So, like, Selena's like, remember, Bruce, we're square for, you know, that thing that, that you helped me with last week. And I was like, wow, <laughs> last episode must have been insane. And it, and it was, but, like, you know, uh, surprisingly, it didn't really, really spoil too much for me, aside from the previous Leon thing with Sophia. Like, because you don't know where Penguin or Riddler or, like, you know, uh, or, or Lee or some of the key players are. My biggest takeaway of this episode was honestly, like, the Barbara Keene, like, Demon's Head, League of Assassins thing. Like, I, it took me days to process that. I was, like, and I, I, we'll get into that more when we go by, like, the beat-by-beat plot line. But, like, um, and you guys are going to murder me for what I'm about to say here. But, like, you know, usually I have a column, like, good slash bad. I don't love Barbara Keen being the leader of the League of Assassins, but I got to say, I don't hate it either. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> like I can't bring myself to say I like it, but like, I don't have the heart to hate it. I, this is just, this is just so weird. This is like, what the heck? Um, Bruce and Selena, another good week with like Davi Mazaz and Karen McNova. I love him like leaning over, like she's like, oh, we're gonna kiss, and he like opens the car door, and I was like, that. <laughs> who does that but <laughs> that, that, that was funny and then you know Batman uh, does that the two yeah, the two Camerons of the show finally meeting too uh, you know Cameron over Cameron Mon- like she's about to shoot him and Cameron Monaghan says is this the untimely end of Cameron what but I thought I was the only one a pain I know all too well <laughs> this is what it's like when doves cry <laughs> Uh, it's, insert that sound. Why did we go to that? Doves crying? Why did we go to Prince all of a sudden? It, I'm it, so it's confused. A, it's, a, it's a Simpsons. <laughs> <I> just, <gasps> is this the untimely end of Millhouse? But Millhouse is my name. But I thought I was the only one. A pain I know all too well. So this is what it feels like when Doves cry. We said to you a few weeks ago, Jan, like, if you ever want to understand our inside jokes, watch, like, the first ten seasons of The Simpsons, like. <laughs> Don and I are just going to. too much TV. Don and I will make a playlist for you of, like, you know, basically, like, ten Sim- essential Simpson episodes. I think that that would be. And you, you would enjoy that, I think. <laughs> here's, here's the funny thing, guys. Uh, I watched the first 
five seasons of The Simpsons uninterrupted when they aired and then stopped. So you guys are like, you need to watch. I'm like, I already watched them. I don't remember. They're not that memorable. Well, well, watch them again as an adult when your sensibilities are different. You'll be like, oh, like, like you're just going to like be like, this isn't a show. This is just a collection of random quotes that Josh and Don say all the time on the podcast. Like, why are they ripping off things that Josh and Don say like 20 years in the future? But uh, and then the other plot line, the Mad Hatter thing. I never liked Mad Hatter, but like, I got to say, like watching this episode, I was very engaged like the whole time, you know, like uh between the different like plot lines and stuff like i was never too bored or angry just like with my jaw on the floor for the barber thing but otherwise like i did you know feel like this was a solid episode and now donovan's gonna tell me why i'm wrong and why like uh like the, the showrunners need to like go in front of a gulag and get shot by a firing squad okay i, I, I really have no clue like don said it's something political so i was like trying to figure out like which, which part of the show? That's why I was hoping Don would go first, so like I wouldn't like say something to make him double down on his rage. Like, oh, I'm oblivious to things. I'll start off with how how Jan started off. I'll, I'll start off with things I did like because I, I, those are things I have the least sought to mention. Uh, everything to do with Jerome in that like diner, including when mm. Bruce and Selena showed up. Um, he's just continue, he just continues to be a very entertaining presence, like to the point where like even like when the Joker is kind of like on the receiving end, he still acts like the Joker. I, I like when he, uh, Bruce says "let him go" and he's like, and like when he's like kind of getting choked, he's like "good idea" or whatever. That was that was good. <laughs> um, I kind of liked how the the problem was resolved, where like Gordon said, "like save yourselves," and everyone kind of. I thought that was actually kind of kind of save clever. each other. Save they, each they other. They can't save themselves. Yeah. Save yeah. Each other. Yeah, I thought that, that, that was kind of cool. Um, uh, and I suppose I suppose like like it extends to like Bruce and Selena's scenes before they get get to the diner because I, I like I, I like uh, Bruce saying I have to stop him I gotta put him back in Arkham and her and Selena saying like you know you you are so egotistical because that, that is a very once again that's a very kind of like Batman Catwoman kind of banter that you can see when they're older. Um. And I liked how like yep. that, that didn't phase them at all. Um, so I was like, yeah, that that, that, that tracks. Um, here's the thing. Um, my, my whole big this this is not going to be like you know oh is you know this is a, a new thing that this episode introduced, but like cause this is this is a recurring element that has happened. I, I've talked about this before on the show, and it doesn't really do anything because you know, it can only go so far, and because it's so consistent that. It kind of started burrowing into my viewing experience to the point now where, like, it, you know, it festers and it kind of props up and it's never, like, you know, not there. But, like, there are times where just, like, it really kind of exploited my emotions for this episode. Uh, it starts off with, like, this 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 Arkham worker, you know, she's, like, she's going to, get, going to talk to Tetch and she's not listening to his hypnotism. But the other person is and that person, like, cuts her in the throat. And then she goes and releases, like, like I guess, Jerome and Scarecrow. Before they leave, they make sure that she cuts herself in the throat. And then a big plot line in the, in the end of the first act is this wedding couple, this interracial wedding couple, getting smashed by this, this, this wrecking ball. And their corpses are, like, still there, like, for comedic effect in the background. Throughout, like, the first, throughout much of the episode. And the episode ends with, like, you know, this, this uh, truck driver getting scared off by the Scarecrow or whatever. These are all characters or people of color and this is the point now where I'm, I'm, I'm seriously offended 
Um, I've talked about this before. I got really upset in season two when the flamingo like chewed out that woman's uh, throat. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's it is seriously to the point now where like I I can't stop talking about this. And you know, we talk. I always talk about like what the show doesn't do right in terms of like writing and character <laughs> consistency. Um, and then I, I always m- try to mention, like, well, the, the police are pretty <laughs> up here, or like you know. Their treatment of queer characters in season one was dubious, to say the least, or whatever. Um, it's got to the point now where, like, I have, like, half an article written up about how this show kind of fails this premise. Because this should be this should be better than this. Because when they first announced Gotham, we all thought of Gotham Central. And despite the fact that Gotham Central was, like, like one of the best comics they ever did, it was a show that's, like... It was it was littered with characters of color. It was littered with you know queer characters. Um, the, the, the ton of the police was a, was an ongoing plot of the show or plot of the series. You know, especially with Renee Montoya near the end and how she, and that would happen to her. Um, it's like I feel that like this show is kind of like testing the waters and how much it can piss me off because it, I don't I, I don't know how you guys watched a show and I'm not going to judge you on how you watch the show, but for me every single time there was like a non named character introduced. It was always a character color, and they were all, I was like, "Oh wow, you know, here's another person that's that works here." Oh, she, of course, she's black. Of course, she dies. Oh, look, here, here's here's some more victims for Jervis Test to kill because he always does that. His first appearance, he like <laughs> he like murdered a, a interracial couple. You know, like like every single time someone's on the receiving end of the villains, they're like this kind of throwaway <laughs> POCs. And it, and like by the time the last guy, of course, the last guy didn't die, but like by the time the last guy showed up, and he was black. And he was accosted by the character, or whatever. I, I screamed. Um, this is really bothering me, and it's to the point now where it's like I don't know. I don't know why this has to be because, of course, you know we like to live and we know. Oh, this has happened. This has happened. This has happened in terms of like other media. You know, Black Panther just came out, and it's like I understand that this show's main cast of characters kind of take priority, but it's like there's such there's such a weird focus on. Just how, or I should say, like, there's a weird neglect on how other characters are treated in terms of, like, you know, minority status that it's consistent and it characterizes this show. It's kind of like the sexism in the original Star Trek show. It's like you can't really go too far without just constantly seeing it for what it is. And, um, no, I, I've, I've not thought about Gotham consistently, like, throughout the day as long as I have for today because this, this, this pissed me off so much that. Even though there are some things I liked about it, this isn't like the worst episode ever. I've I've kind of had it, and I kind of want to continue my thoughts later on. But it'll be kind of in written content on the Batman universe, when, however that kind of takes effect. I made this comment a long time ago. I said like, "Oh, look, it's another like, especially during Jervis's run." Um, you and me were talking about it. I don't know. Uh, I was just I just really was upset because every time they were killing somebody, it was like. Oh, like oh, hey, it's a black man and a or uh, a black woman and a white man. Oh, she's dead. And I kept messaging you. Oh, she's dead. And every time there was another black woman killed, I'd be like, oh yeah, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Again, like I say, it's it's so consistent now that it really is the show to me. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's it's like 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 why? And people are going to come because because there's a there's a Reddit thread of people actually bringing this up. But they say, did anybody notice how many black people get killed in Gotham? And of course, you have the people say, "Well, white people die too, or whatever." They try to give this idea that like there's diversity in the show because they have people of color existing, but it's all about what is, what is sticking, what is, what is the balance. But it's it's really it's really really beginning to fester, and like 
it's hard for me to enjoy this show even when it is like just like just cheesily bad it's just it's it's kind of like um there's there's kind of this moral deficiency now that like i can't i just i just can't get past it that makes sense so wading through the minefield myself uh because the discussion is you know a minefield um as a straight white male um i, I i'm gonna be like completely you know honest and like uh say that like this is gonna sound like tommy laren but like honestly like it's it's something that i i honestly never thought about so like i will take a second look now i was and the reason why i say tommy laren is like i feel like i was just like stupidly colorblind to it i was just noticing people dying but like because i'm coming from a place as like a straight white male i wasn't paying attention to like oh yes this is a disproportionate amount of you know black people and before people write in and say but white people die too like because because i i was thinking as you they were saying this like okay balloon man killed white people but then like as, as i was like making the list in my head i'm like that's not the point the point is not that like white people die too it's that it, it, if i if i'm guessing where don's coming from here and jan to another extent is that like for every like white person that dies on gotham like five or six black people die like most of the red shirts mm-hmm. are black is that am i correct and that's what the the for like the longest time every time there was a random black woman on the show she ended up dead it was just done one and Mm -hmm. done she just showed up next scene dead Mm -hmm. you have that um coupled with like the fact that they're just not a lot of long-lasting poc characters and when there are they're they're not there like the best i think we have is lucius fox Essen is dead. Uh, uh, Renee Montoya uh, is Jessica gone. Alvarez Lucas. and Harper are like the closest well, th- after that. That's that's. I wanted to bring that up because we can sing and dance all we want to about uh, about Alvarez and Harper and Lucius Fox and other characters who are still there, but like they rarely do anything, and I think that's always kind of like the knee jerk. Re- and I, we can enjoy these characters, but like I think that's knee jerk reaction when people say, "Oh, Gotham's not racist," or not that that's an ongoing conversation, but it's what what is sticking? What's what's the lasting impression of the show? And granted, they have, you know, a lot of the main characters just happen to be white, but I feel as though if they're going to have this sort of like POC killing spree, they need they need to proliferate it enough where like you either have enough characters on the main cast who are POC or you just don't you just don't create this narrative of like, well, if you're not important, then you die. And look, you you just have to because it's the same thing with like the narrows that I talk about. It's like the idea of like, you know, the, the trodden upon people of color that they need this this sort of white savior in Leslie. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the thing. It's kind of like the thing. She's Hispanic. Marina Bacaran? Yeah, she's from. But Bacaran. Uh, I forget where she's from, but she's from Isn't South she America. Like South America. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. South America. I think she's Brazilian. I'm not sure. I thought she was I mean, Brazilian. you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if I look. And, and, and by the way, like, uh, just to like add a little asterisk to something that Don is saying for people who are listening, when he says POC, um, that that means people of color, and I'm saying that because people are, are going to legitimately ask, like, what does he mean? What what is POC? Well, I'll even I'll even if you if you if we're going to go to this idea that Leslie Tompkins is a person of color by way of who, who portrays her, I mean this this might seem this might seem to be kind of like persnickety, but like how, how much of that is coded because it still comes across as sort of this white safer narrative because you have because you know, like the last episode you had this Asian family helped us as, as Samson killed these people. So when she had revenge on him at the end, that was seen as justification. Um, like you have the, the league of a Asa- or the league of shadows here be people who are, you know, very Brown people who kind of yell at Barbara Keene. And then like, you have like the women say, you know, we will now follow you, but they're also like, you know, clearly not, not white. I, I can't, I can't stop seeing this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, that that was like what really bothered me the most about that scene. I was like, God, and you're so blonde too because you dyed your hair blonder. Yeah, no, it's, it has it's, nothing. That's nothing against Aaron as a person. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just what the show's doing with with yeah. Barbara Keen. Well, it's, it's nothing yeah. with the actors because I, I I like as the actors in terms of the performers by and large, I like them, and I don't like dogging too much because I feel that like they are they are always doing the best they can, but it's it's like the show constantly kind of wants to wants to present this sort of power dynamic that it really enjoys. Which is like, and whether whether they're aware of it or not, it's like you know you have the League of Shadows, this this very kind of you know um, international, almost otherworldly kind of ancient group. But we have to have this like this like drawn out scene by oh Barbara is 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 the the demon's head or whatever. And it's like this might be a ploy from race for later on to kind of bear fruit. But like for right now, we have to give it on faith that she can lead this impressive group full of this international people. And it gives across a narrative that like you know like like white white makes right essentially. I know that's not what they're going for, but that's that's what I am seeing, especially with Tabitha standing right there. Like this isn't a bad this is a bad idea, boss. It's like it's 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 yeah, it's she's backslid. I don't. I, I've 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 had a problem with this for a while, and there are times where I'm kind of like, okay, well, this is this is something I got to kind of roll my eyes with. But like, I, I think literally every time in this in this episode, it was always somebody of color, um, even if like you know the police, uh, because even even the guy who was like strangling Bruce. I was like, the moment he showed up, I was like, oh, he, oh, he's dead. Joker's going to shoot him at any moment now. Um, so I was surprised that like he was kind of let off the hook. My gosh, when you add it all up, yeah, a lot of people of color. Died. Two black women, um, an Asian woman. One Asian woman at the beginning. Yeah, I noticed that immediately. I was like, oh god, she's not going to make it. And again, it's it's, it's 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 the indignity of it because it's, it's like because Jervis Tesh has this hard on for like kind of finding random people to kind of set up to die and like they're 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 like mush. He killed two uh, black women in a row, like one in the wedding dress and then one in the when he went to the the very first episode. He went to that house that was a black woman and a white male. Yeah. yeah. When did um? Never when, that. when did he get purple man powers? Because it's maybe I blocked out season three. But no, like, he always had it. That was his show. He was a hypnotist. But he was hypnotizing by voice alone. Yeah, that's how he did it. Which is weird. Oh no, he was doing it with the clock. My bad. He was doing it with the ticking clock. Because like that, that woman's like wearing headphones. Like when when she comes in as if he's Purple Man, and she's like, "I'm not listening to you, Jervis." Then like, I was just confused. He's able just to like talk to somebody because like, couldn't he have just told homeless cop while they were in the radio booth like, "Kill yourself"? He wants them to and- suffer. He's not going to tell them anything. It's and again, it's season three was only a year. Usually, I remember things about the show really well, but like, I really didn't like the Mad Hatter stuff. So maybe a lot of it's just like slipped from my mind. But like, I don't know. They were like presenting as if like his voice alone can do it. Like, I'm like, okay, at least over the radio, you could say that like he did something else to put them in a hypnotic state with like some like backwards like music or whatever. Then I don't used remember, his voice. Like, I thought that like te- was he ever like technologically minded? To help with the, the, the mind control? He doesn't have to yeah, be technologically minded. He just has to be like, uh, he just has to speak. And like, um, he probably just learned a new technique of hypnotism because his, he is a professional hypnotist. Uh, when he started, he was just using the watch. Um, what could have happened is he could have like studied other ways as well, but just it was just easier with the watch for him to do it. Um, because he didn't have the watch in uh, Arkham. Because they took it away from him. 
like all Bullock had to do was hear the radio station for three seconds before like he like floated away going che che cheese <laughs> like he was like Monterey Jack Monterey from Jack yes from Rescue Rangers like, <laughs> like he was my favorite. <laughs> I mean, he would betray everybody for cheese, but like that was just his flaw. <laughs> he was always almost getting them killed. It's like, all right, now like this like secret like you know like tunnel that has like laser guarded entrance, and if you like touch the laser, it activates the step trap to kill us. Now everyone like walks single file, and then like Zipper would be like, oh, and then like see like cheese somewhere, and Monterey Jack would like, yeah. they'd like pull on his tail. Like he was just so trancy, but. Leave? Why? We're already halfway there. In any case, yeah, like Bullock just had to hear like a few seconds of that. Like, uh, so it wasn't even I, the part that told him to go up to the thing either. <laughs> well, it's like Bullock had his own message too, because like he was like say, saying this riddle to Gordon, like you know, like did you know, down comes the cop, you know, something, something. <laughs> I think that was just for effect. I don't think that was actually like an actual message he was given. Bullock just decided to say that poem. <laughs> yeah, well, he was under mind control at that point. Like, I should rhyme like Jervis Tetch. Yay! Yeah, and then a little honestly, piece of my insides died. Makes more sense than if than a lot of other things in the episode. So I'll like. And again, it's been a while. Like you know, maybe like I'm forgetting an episode where like Strange like put Indian Hill juice on like Jervis Tech, and now he can like hypnotize people with his like voice alone or something. Or did they? I, I just feel like it. If say what? Did they ever? Did they ever meet? No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I was just using that as an example. Like, I just feel like if he had the power to like hypnotize as fast as he did with Bullock, and as fast as he did with that other cop in the like Arkham. He would have been able to, uh, like, he would have had a much easier time, like, last season with all that stuff that was going down. But but there there was blood involved, too. It was like, I don't know. But before we stray too far from it, I don't want to completely, like, you know, uh, leave behind Don's original point if, like, if he's not done with it. So did you guys have anything more to add about, like, uh, the... Uh, a well, racial aspect of the murders. I mean, it doesn't, you know, this is this is a kind of a talking point in any sort of like kind of media subject that isn't it's as persistent as it is, it's never unique. And I think that like what what makes it worth talking about is finding kind of a solution for it. Um I mean, I, I think I'm just going to Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I thought you were done. Well, I think that like uh what they could do is is kind of just calm down on finding a black, black person to kill in the background. Uh, but like, like, they need to like kind of use what they work with. Like that episode with Lucius against the Riddler was like one of their best episodes because it was, yes, it it gave characterization to Lucius that was totally welcome and put him in a spotlight in a way which didn't feel contrived. So like, I mean, they could like they could. I mean, I, I've been wanting for them to give Alvarez and Harper more things to do if they're going to be on the show in a continual in, in a continual kind of like kind of way. Like have them, you know, have them show up to every case as opposed to just Bullock. I'm, and I understand that you know it's a large cast and the, some casts need to take priority. But like seriously, um, I, I'm always waiting for them to die because they don't really do anything. So they can have sort of it's like with Ivy, they can have the illusion of character interaction yeah. when, when they're when they're not as consistently portrayed as as, as Gordon Bullock. They could have that. They could uh, give Tabitha more things to do. Like 
this isn't irreversible in how uh, how even though even as far in the fourth season as it is, they can you know even with the cast they have to work with that's mainly white, they can come back from this. It's, which, which makes it so much more frustrating that like we're I, I bitched about that flamingo thing two years ago I was so mad and like now I'm sitting here and like we're like nearing the end of the fourth season and I'm still watching this show and like it's it's it's, it's like that was like three times that um we're gonna say Jan yeah it's oh go ahead Jan via first um yeah what seriously love like a uh, Tabitha gets her own sort of like least storyline and Alvarez like I told you I wanted like that whole day in the life of Alvarez and then like Jim comes over for dinner and they're like oh god all this shit was true I thought he was just making excuses not to come home or something um, <laughs> there really uh, is a homeless cop and uh, I honestly I have no absolutely no investment in Harper if she died next episode I I I wouldn't care. I'm not attached to her. I mean, the only thing that would annoy me is that she was black and she died, which is really terrible. But she literally does like she. <sighs> but they can have her. Something they gave me do. nothing to hold on to with her, other than her just randomly being there and being a victim and duped every two seconds. Um, but uh, the thing that I was going to say was. <sighs> Not to detract from Don's outrage at this show being like this, but this is literally the reason I stopped watching Supernatural and when, and the reason I stopped watching mm-hmm. a lot of shows that were primarily white. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't even sure I was going to watch Riverdale because most of the – I mean, they're supposed to be white. Um, like, you have Reggie and he's, like, not even there and he's, like, a main character in the comic book, but he's Asian – yeah, they're and they just the focus Maggie on all the Kia white people. Of Reggie, right now, we're like we're on Reggie number two. Well, that's because the first guy left for a better job. And Joseph, um, and those guys are all black, but like we only we hardly see the other one, other, the other two. And then um, the only person that's a person of color that you really get a good look at is Veronica. Thank God. Um, what else is was I going to say? Who else was there? And then the black kid was a rapist. Yeah, Chuck. yeah, and they I, tortured I him. Yeah. Well, that's In a hot uh, tub. I, I was thinking about a lot of the CW shows because we have Black Lightning now, which I need to catch up on. The Flash is like wonderfully diverse. Um, you, you, they they changed those characters from when they were in the comics, but like all for the better. Um, you have Supergirl, which I don't. I've not watched a lot since, but like it was it was fairly diverse. Like this is this is not um, irreversible and. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, they just swap out redheads for black people because black mm-hmm. people are the redheads of society. Well, you apparently. brought up you brought up Supernatural. The last episode I watched of Supernatural, they they brought on this like no name kind of like uh, kind of cheeky young Asian angel character, and she was kind of cute, and she she kind of had like you know kind of a personality, and was interacting with Cassiel, and like I just like knew that she was like toast by the before the end of the, the second act, and she was, and it's like yeah, you know, I want to like this show, but like it's just as bad no. as Gotham with that. Those, the- no, they're like uh, they just kill off all the black people in that show. And they said, "How about this one episode where the black girl survived?" And I was all like, "That one episode five seasons ago." Yeah, let's uh, kill off each day and dump her body in a, in a tub. Like, um, I mean, people who anybody out there who's listening to this who just think that like, oh, this is something that like you know black people get cranky about every now and then. Like, imagine like just seeing people who ideally would 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 portray representation. Either in a very minor role where they're lucky to have a scene of dialogue, or they're killed off constantly. Like it, it 
produces a really corrosive effect on not so much I won't say my self esteem, but just like my feelings in terms of because because I love Batman, so like that's not why I'm watching the show. But like it's like what is there for me when I don't have you know characters to like either either identify with or believe in with, with a homeless cop. Like, also, like, it just kind of gives you a feeling that um, your people who look like you and possibly share your values, like even though like a lot of them have very uh, non stereotypical roles in the show. They're just doing their thing day to day, um, and then all of a sudden they're just disposable. Like we could just kill these people; it's not really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of message you get from that, and it's it's very uh, demoralizing. Well, I mean, and you mentioned Alvarez earlier. Half of the joke with Alvarez is like we're so happy when he shows up because like that that that's just it. Like him showing up is a big deal because he never shows up. Like all he has to do, like his criteria to make us happy is to like have one line of dialogue. We're like, Hey, they used Alvarez this week. He got yeah. to like, you know, write something on a notebook pad and paper. Um, and, He's still alive. Oh my God. And, and this is, this is a much larger conversation that like, you know, it, it's, it's almost more appropriate for like the show that Donovan does with Harry questions. Uh, we have no answers, you know, yeah. which you should all listen to, but, um, Thank you. it's, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, it's, a. uh, uh as, as, again, as a straight white male, this is something that I don't think about. And then, you know, some people who listen to this and they're probably doing the same thing I did, like thinking, well, this white person died this. And then, again, I had to remind myself that's not the point. Like, it's that for every white person that dies, it's so many more black people. And when Don, like, <coughs> like I said, I was kind of, you know, Tommy Laren colorblind to But when Don pointed it out to me this episode, just how many black people did. And then, like, when, like, Jerome's, you know, like, circus bodyguard, you know, guy mm-hmm. attacked him. And Dom was like, oh, another black person dying, and he did. I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And a lot of people think that, and again, this is why I say it's another discussion that's more appropriate like somewhere else almost because it's a very, very like uh, nuanced issue. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up white privilege because uh, a lot of people misunderstand what white privilege is. A lot of people, when they hear the word white privilege, they think it means that they did something wrong, like, or that it means that, like, you're white and you have all these. White privilege doesn't mean that, like, you did something wrong. It just means that, like, there are certain experiences that you don't have to endure because of your color. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a hard life. You know, you could be white and have white privilege and still have a hard life financially, you know, like, uh, you know, like, still fall into the same patterns but the point is like when you're black you're more susceptible to those things and um a few months ago um at the dc and dc 2018 event you know when they were talking about all that race stuff um ben and i are sitting down and we're watching black lightning and i talked about this on one of the podcast things but we got up to that scene from the pilot with like him and the police and him and i had a discussion about like you know that's one thing about unfortunately being black and still 2018 that's something that happens, you know, like, and that's where the whole white privilege thing comes in because that's something that you and I, you know, don't have to think about on a regular basis, getting stopped by the cops and getting, you know, in trouble. Unless you're me, you know, like two summers ago, but that's, you know, Stephon a story Clark that was also like, like, like last week, like this is, yeah. it's, it's still happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's another plug for questions. We have no answers. Cause if you want, if you want to know what I was talking about with the cops, then listen to my, episode of questions we have no answers which is we don't have answers because harry actually got wrong (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but but you know, Tommy in any case, heavy. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, we 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 did. But it, and I really hope that the listeners don't just have knee jerk reactions to this. Like, listen to what we're saying. And honestly, you know what? If you disagree with us, you know, like. Put something in the comment section of the episode. I mean, we'll read it. We'll discuss it, you know, to a degree. We're not going to spend, like, half an hour on it each week unless, like, in the next episode, like, you know, Jerome executes, like, 50 people of color. You know, then, yeah, we're going to be talking <laughs> about this next <laughs> next week. Like, um, but, I mean, honestly, like, you know, uh, I, I think I speak for John, Don and Jan when I say that, like, you know, yes, like, give us your viewpoint. Even if it's a viewpoint that, like, disagrees with ours, like, you know this is how we learn by having a conversation, you know, about it, you know, by hearing each other's viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I mean, in this instance, we're right, but <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 because this is not yeah. one of those, you know, um, you know, everyone is valid. Like, like, no, no, th- this is, this is, go- this is a thing that happens with this show. But like, uh, if you don't understand how we come in from, but we'll just try to make it clearer for you. Although I think this one's a pretty strong example. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I just feel the need to say to Josh, you keep saying like as a straight white male, and uh, I mean I get it. You you don't have to think about these things. Um, it's it's not something that uh, I'm upset at people. I'm not. I don't get upset when people don't think about these things. It's honestly not something you have to think about. It's not something you are faced with day to day. So. I just want to put that out there. I'm not angry at like every oh, yeah. person ever. Uh, no, I, I don't think either of you are. It's just mm-hmm. like, and the whole thing about me not having to think about it, it's illustrated in that like, yeah, the thought didn't cross my mind until Dom yeah. like, laid it out for me with like the circus guy coming in. I was like, okay, damn, he's he's right. Because by then it was like person after person. Like, mm-hmm. and, and to bring up something that Don said at the beginning of the conversation, too, about Gotham Central, just to, like, kind of close out the topic, too. He mentioned, like, Renee Montoya. You know what? Like, her being written off of the show, which I still mention, like, on an almost weekly basis, her and, like, Alan. Um, <coughs> that is one of the, like, you know, biggest sins of the show. Because, honestly, if you're doing a show about the police, Renee Montoya is a very, very nuanced, you know, like, multi-layered uh character from the comics you know like she's a lesbian on the police force you know and the police force is obviously you know like a very very like anti-gay uh (laughs) place to work and she had to deal with that in gotham Mm -hmm. central and she's latina you know she's also yeah she's latina like that's and she has an alcohol problem like that's like she could almost be the main character of her own show like so if you have her as a supporting character, you know, like, and, like, we spend less time on Ben McKenzie's love life once in a while, you know, like, so that, like, you know, we can have, like, an episode about, like, Montoya. That would be interesting. In fact, like, they didn't kill her off. It's it's not too late, you know? Like, I, Don and I have joked that, like, the Gotham writers have, like, our phone lines bugged and are listening to this podcast. So if you are listening, it's not too late to bring her back. Make her a regular in season five. Please. Especially. Especially now that Gordon's captain, you know, like, you know, she can be working under him and there could be some conflict there. And obviously, you know, like, uh, you have so many storyline potentials, especially with, like, her history with Barbara, you know, like. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to bring her back just so she can be subservient to whatever stupid idea they have for Barbara next season. Well, but oh, it, and Barbara also... wouldn't have to define her storyline. It's just like. It would just be one more part of her that, like, if she's ever in a situation where she has to be antagonistic to something that Barbara's plot is, there'd be that extra layer 
of history to make it more personal there, if that makes sense. What were you going to say, Jan? Oh, yeah, yeah, it would also be like whatever stupid idea that Jim has, too. <laughs> Here's the new uniform policy. Those are bikinis, homeless cop. Tiny yeah. mini skirts. <laughs> um, Schoolgirl outfits. Do we have outfits. any more? Do we have any oh, more have you not seen um, Full Metal Alchemist? No, that's I'm what not. Roy said he was going to do. He's like, when I'm when I'm general, women will have to wear tiny mini skirts. <laughs> I, I, I'm not yet watched uh, FMA, but okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with this, top, this, this talking point. Yeah, are we done with Mad Hatter's plotline in general, or do we have any like more thoughts on that part? That character kicked his um, ass. Did we even do Mad Hatter's? I just thought we just uh, did like her opening comments. We, we um, talked about Peter Petrell, his Peter Petrelli. We talked about his um, uh, purple man power. Um, I think that got mixed in with all that other stuff, though. It it did, but it's it's part. Of, if you have more to say about Mad Hatter, Lila, let's go. I hate him. Okay, let's continue. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I said all I had to say about Mad Hatter in the recap and in, you know, this thing. It's a, The only other thing I have to say is we've talked about on the show how people hate hands. Like, hands are getting chopped off. Hands are getting beat with hammers in oh, this yeah. episode, you know, like, hand it's, got out shot. Of my, it's out of my hands. <laughs> you mean this hand? <laughs> like, <laughs> later on, Gordon says I should be in jail. I'm like, yeah, this very episode. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Yeah. Um, so the other big plot line, I would say, well, actually, all the plot lines were big, but like, I would say the biggest talking point, at least for me, of this episode, Barbara freaking Keen. Are you kidding me? Like, th- this is the woman who, like, in Batman Year One, was like barefoot and pregnant. You know, like, you know, like, oh, Jim. You know, like, I hope you make it out of this hostage situation alive. This is the woman who, in like the Golden Age, was like, you know, oh, Jim, you must drive me to Martha's house. And she, like, you know, is smoking cigars on like the couch with Batman, saying like, another glass of wine, Finley. Like this, this woman who, who Alyssa, you know, was saying, your mom's baking cupcakes, Barbara, Barbara Gordon, and like, or oh, yeah. Gordon Barbara Gordon, whatever she called her, in Gail Simone's Batgirl run. Like this woman. This, like, are you kidding me? This, <laughs> and again, you're going to hate me, but I don't hate this. I don't love it either, but, like, I'm just, like, I don't know. But I'm, like, this is weird. And this is, like, we've had this weird relationship with Barbara Keen on the podcast since day one. Make no question of it. Between that Alan Burnett research, between Barbara the Frog, between, like, all of our Barbara Keen jokes. And, like, here we are in season four. And she's, like, the heir to, like, the Ra's al Ghul, like, you know, like, organization. And she has a magic glowing hand that leads the League of Assassins. Like, I, 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 like, I was bursting at the seams when I saw this, but because it was a promotional copy, I couldn't say anything, like, in public. But, <coughs> oh, my gosh. <coughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll read it. I'll read yeah, I'll read the Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coughing. I, I've been fighting something this week. You probably heard me coughing on the other episode, too. But um, <laughs> let's say uh, I'll let you guys react first before I read the reactions from our supporting cast of characters who I texted this to. What? 
<laughs> I texted Dustin. I texted Stella. I texted Ben. Everyone. No, that's that's my reaction. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> he leaned in. He's like, "You are the demon's head," and I messaged you with. If you could only see the look on my face right now, the look <laughs> that I am making as these words are coming out of Raish Al Ghul's mouth into my ears. What? When um, you first let me on to like you know the contest of this episode and come, came to her scene, Josh, I like like I I was I was I was mad. I wasn't like you know like, like real world offended mad but I was like I was about as pissed off as I want to be with this show and there's this thing like you know I'm the demon's head and you sons of bitches are listen to me it was wow. just it was it was uh, I, 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 the look that's when I did the uh face but she said like yeah sons of bitches are gonna listen I was like this 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 is how you do this like this dialogue could have been better yes yeah, oh my God. That, that was kind of honestly that was, that was a really weak scene um, because she, she her, as a character and honestly as an actress she didn't really give a scary vibe so like I, I, it's it's more kind of the show liking Barbara Keene more than certainly I do so like when that happens I just feel like like Gotham what have you done <laughs> yeah I just uh, it. It was. <sighs> I was more interested in the leader of the ladies of the League of Assassins than I was in her. I was like, "Give me more of that girl. She has way. She's way more interesting." I was really hoping that they weren't going to say her name was Cassandra. Otherwise, I never would have seen Dawn again. Like <laughs> you really wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Dawn would have just like. Just stopped. He would have just like launched him, put himself in a rocket and launched himself to Mars or something. <laughs> he would have been like, "You and Jan are on your own. You're like, <laughs> have fun doing the show, losers." Like, <laughs> I want to change my name and like drop off the face of the world. <laughs> um, I, and I was like, "Is that Nissa? Is that like maybe that's Tally?" But I guess like they said her name's like Lila. Or well, that's the thing because like, cause, like, like the, the idea of a, of a all women sect of the League of, of Shadows, whatever. Is new. I don't remember reading it before, but it's not as though Barbara Kane's the first major. You have Nissa and Talia. Barbara Kane's leading the those, League of Assassins. Those, those Greg Rucker characters was it like it was like like a Asp or somebody? Like there was, it was it was like a male and female duo from like the uh, early, I, I don't remember this very well, but like um, I mean, I'm one. Do we think that like Rache is serious or he's, is he just trolling me and us and the show by like saying, "Oh, you're the leader now" because. It's, it's it's it it doesn't make any sense how this 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 quippy nightclub owner could be strong enough and underestimated enough to be the League of Assassins. She owned an art gallery that she never talked about. Like yes, whatever happened to that thing? Well, well, like they never even talked about it on the show. It was just like if you like in like the show's like press releases and interviews, they'd be like, oh yes, she owns an art gallery, which like figured into the plot. You know, uh, let me think. Never. Um, it's the important questions we ask on this show. <laughs> it's oh, I had well, that at least explains this. why he was still like filming. What do you mean? What? Because you were like, well, he's coming back. He's still filming. It's so that 
Oh, Alexander Sadiq. Oh, I mean, he, he's, he's definitely coming back. He's, he's, he's Ra's al Ghul. Uh, He's he's known for coming back from the. Day. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm guessing Barbara will be involved in it, but like they they didn't contract him to be a series regular just so he can appear in flashbacks for the rest of the season. I don't you know, know, it's well, and and they did a table read. Well, they're done filming now, but they did a table read for like the season f- finale, and like the cast did like all took a group photo, and like um, a- Alexander was there with everyone else. So, I mean, he's at least going to play into the five season finale. Hopefully, it's not just in flashback form. I mean, I don't know if he and Barbara Keen are like Ronnie Raymond Firestorm, where like, or something, because there was that weird thing where like she was <laughs> his floating head telling her what to do. <laughs> Remember, Barbara, you know, use the monkey's paw. <laughs> you got it, Ross. <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh, God. Uh, you know what? Like, <laughs> that'll be god awful. The show's done crazier things, but you know what? I can't say that because no, they haven't. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. That, that, that would be a bridge too far. Like, there's a floating Alexander Sadiq head the size of a boulder following her around as she flies with her hair on fire. <laughs> I didn't say she could fly. I have like, no idea what you guys are even talking about. It's, there's a character in DC Comics who has, like, it's like two people inhabiting one body. It's, oh, Firestorm? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, he was in, um... He's, he's in Flash. Earth 2. Yeah. No, yeah, he was in Earth 2. Well, uh, Earth 2 what? Which What is that? Earth 2 from... Like, you have Earth and then you have Earth Yeah, but... Well, like, I mean, he was, he's an Earth... He's, a, he's an Earth 1 character, but I, are you talking about the Earth 2 series, or...? Yeah. Oh, the, the comics. Okay, <laughs> yeah. E- either way, um... I did think it was weak sauce that, like, you know, League of Assassins, they have all this, like, martial arts and sword, but then, like... They get taken out by guns that the, that like the females in the back are using. Like League of Shadows doesn't use guns. That's cheap. Like, well, even the guy that she kills is. is uh, I, I was I was getting ready to say bullshit, but like I was just I was predicting like you know the counterpunch of Jan explaining that away. I don't know. If she, I don't know if Barbara's been trained or not. But like apparently, yeah, she was. Ross did train her. Like, because okay. I remember like uh, when Ben and I did that like press room at Comic Con and we like went to go meet you. We're like. Rilo Ghoul is going to train Barbara Keen in martial arts this season, and you were like, "What?" So she's, so she's no. There was like that whole thing too, where um, when you first see them together, he like sneaks up on her, and like she puts a knife to his throat or something, and you were like, "What?" So she's hypothetically the best fighter in the show. Yeah, basically. I mean, he trained her after he brought her back. Not that she ever shows back. it. Oh, well, she doesn't have to. She can just walk in with Thai food and shoot people. <laughs> I guess. I mean, or maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let me. It's just gonna make me start drinking. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't started already. Start started what? Drinking. Oh, okay. I'm going to find um our supporting cast. You know, uh, reactions to this. Uh, people who have been on the podcast in the past let's see i'm scrolling up to um i sent stella like the like clip of her saying listen up you sons of bitches i am the league of shadows and you're all gonna listen to me and bow down um yeah that whole bow down thing i canted my head and was like this this is the the line of dialogue you went with Mm -hmm. okay so i texted stella guess who the new leader of the league of assassins is and she texts back cass and then I send, like, the clip from the episode, and she says, Oh, that garbage. I thought you meant something serious. And then she 
Legit and reaction, she, though. And then she says, oh, dear. And then she puts in big letters. And all you sons of bitches better bow down. And then I said, she's no longer a frog. And then, like, Stella says, that's too bad. Dot, dot, dot. And, uh... God, right, the frog me... thing. That's... Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> we are so far removed from Barbara, sure a frog that never leaves her apartment, guys. Like, oh, now she's leading the League of Assassins? And, like, Tabitha very, as a matter-of-factly says, your old boyfriend sure left you with this, like, old boyfriend. You mean Rachel Ghoul, the demon's freaking head from the Tenny O'Neill run? Her old boyfriend? Like, don't say that Razel Ghoul's her boyfriend as if it's, like... Nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly. This this whole casual, you know, like 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 what we care about is the relationships. It's like, yeah. All right, I'm I'm, I'm scrolling through my text with Ben. Let's see. Uh, uh, I'm saving Dustin for last because his was by far like the best one. Um, okay, I said, guess who the new leader of the League of Assassins is? And he says, Bruce, Dick, Tim, Robin. Sorry, can't remember the right now Robin's name, but it's him. The right hey. now Robin. <laughs> <laughs> the right now Robin and then he remembered <laughs> Damien is that his name then I said in the clip and he says and then he asked me a Minecraft question and he says oh I thought you were talking about comics not the <laughs> awesome <laughs> everyone why are you sending me this <laughs> stop sending me this stuff. okay and now the best for last I gotta go to Twitter for this one because this was like a Twitter like DM <laughs> uh Dustin always reacts to this stuff like so. I even texted Martin's actor again. I sent Dustin the the clip, and I said Barbara is the new leaguer of the League of the Shadows. And Dustin types seriously dot 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 WTF in big letters. And then I said this is the same character in season one who wouldn't leave her apartment. And Dustin texts, "What is with the glowing hand? Did someone think that the demon's head was Iron Fist?" I thought of Iron Fist too. Jan, uh, Jan and I's favorite show. And then, uh, whenever you say that, I die a little bit on the inside. <laughs> so after after that, I invited Dustin to come on with us tonight, but like uh, he was too busy. But I was like, oh my gosh, I have to hear Dustin talk about like Barbara <laughs> King's glowing hand. But he said that he definitely wants to come on for the season finale. So I'm sure that beautiful. No I that. love him. I know. <laughs> so we can mention Balloon Man for 20 minutes. Yes, we'll just have a discussion about, like, I don't think the show's very realistic. Well, let's go back to season one, episode three, Balloon Man. Balloon Man. <laughs> That's what the real Balloon Man be like behind everything in, like, the season finale. Like, I don't even remember if he died or not. Did he die or just I think go he, to jail? I think he died. Like, he died. He got, like, carried away by a balloon. And No, he no, was... he did go to jail because he was getting ca- No. No, he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo Strange will bring him back <laughs> which like that's another thing my friend Lindsay who's watching the show she like sent me a text that they like Strange Doctor Strange is really weird and I was like haha yeah him and Peabody if by weird you mean awesome <laughs> he is the best thing to ever happen to that show even better than Barbara King's glowing hand of power that's and a- I, I say that fully knowing that Jerome exists <laughs> yes I love Jerome but like <laughs> I seriously, like, I want to go back in time to 2014, and I say this almost every week, but I want to go back in time to 2014 when we're like, will Barbara ever live the house? And, like, show that clip, like, she's going to have a magic glowing hand because her boyfriend's Raz Ghul and lead the League of Shadows. Would have killed the podcast because I would have left right there and then. <laughs> Same. I would have left as well, even though I wasn't on it yet. 
<laughs> I'm going to ask Ben McKenzie and Aaron Richards the same question that, like, they were asked at Comic-Con. Like, because I asked Aaron Richards at Comic-Con this last year, like, you know, you don't think that, like, you're still going to be Barbara Gordon's mom, do you? And I thought she would say, like, no, probably not. She's like, I don't know. I think there's still a chance. And, like, <laughs> I'm going to ask her that again It's your really year. bad female British voice. Yes, that, my really bad female British voice. But, like, I'm going to ask her again. Dialect. And if they still think there's a chance, I'm going to, like, ask a follow-up question. How? How at this point? To which she'll probably say, "Homeless cop has stuck his dick in weirder things," and I'll say, "Fair <sighs> point." <laughs> like, Wait, how do you know that I call him homeless cop? And then, like, she runs, "Gotta go." <laughs> I knew it. Ben. I knew it. <laughs> homeless Ben, pantsless, pantsless Ben McKenzie. <laughs> um. Okay, so to go from that crazy, weird. Like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, one with actually good actors, uh, my, my minus one scene that I thought wasn't actual, which we get into, like, Cameron B. Kondova and Davi Mazals. I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to re- be repeating what I said, like, the last episode, which is, like, those two can, I, I could watch an episode where they're just locked in a bang vault together, you know, yes. like, that's the entire episode, and they interact, and it would work. Like, you go back to season one, where they were throwing muffins at each other in Wayne Manor, and, like, their relationship now, and, like, it has grown along with them, like, just, like, the more seriousness of it. And I love her calling him on the shit. I love how like they each bring out each other's humanity in a way. It, it, it was nice. And, um, <laughs> I love Jerome's whole, like, you know, you know, it would be funny if, uh, you save me and I kill you. No, no, no. Or I kill the guy who, uh, who you saved to kill me. No, 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 no. That's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let, let, let's go with that. I, that was, that I, was I a great that Joker that bit good. where like he decided, I'll, yeah. I'll just let him yes. strangle you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerome's mission, like, what he's looking for, like, that's kind of been spoiled, like, not by, like, one particular source, but basically, like, it's kind of been, like, a jigsaw puzzle where, like, one interview reveals, like, one piece of the puzzle. The secret and of then, Falcon's like, Fox, gold? The Fox press release reveals another thing, so, like, uh, like, it's out there what he's looking for. I don't know if you want it to be said or not, though, so nope. I won't say it unless you two do. Nope. Okay. I honestly right. <laughs> don't follow anything outside of the show other than what you tell me. Yeah. Um, I don't follow the fandom because fandoms honestly scare me. After having experienced the Harry Potter fandom and also the Supernatural fandom and very <laughs> recently the Undertale fandom, I just I just don't do fandoms. Um, yeah. Unless I'm just talking with like one or two people that I've... Uh, that I know aren't crazy, uh, which sounds terrible. I'm calling people crazy, but I, I just don't want to be attacked oh, for like um, if I don't uh, ship. Uh, what's his name? Nick Mobblepot? Hop like Harper and like uh, the Executioner, even though they've never met. How dare you? <laughs> sort of deal. So. <laughs> I follow the fandom more this year than I have in any of the previous seasons. Like, because I, I didn't used to look at that stuff. And as a result, I was more in the dark about things. And I just kind of would experience the show on a week to week basis. But, like, I feel I that's think, how like, you experience it in its purest form without yeah, well, other people, like, this year with, like, doing all these interviews with the cast and, like, going on these, like, trips and all these panels. Like, it's kind of, like, put me more in the line of, like, the news. So, like, I. I'm more in touch now than I have been the last few years. So, I love that your Facebook profile picture is is you and Ben McKenzie like, like side by side. 
Well, Ben McKenzie is his life now. <laughs> that is true. I, I put on Facebook like right before that interview. I said, "I'm about to go. I'm about to get together with my fourth favorite Ben ever. Like he, he's my fourth favorite Ben." After Ben, Ben Riley, Benjamin Franklin, and Ben McKenzie. Benjamin um, Franklin. <laughs> well, it's um, there's. Uh, I have a cousin named Ben, so he's he's naturally in the top three because he's my cousin. And then there's um, you know um, our, our pal our pal Ben on the podcast. And then there's a Ben who lives. Uh, nearby here who um i actually babysat when he was like 10 years old he's 19 now you know so like yeah we're all old <laughs> so, fandoms, so, so um, uh i just remember this this is awful like, like the secret universe fam- fandom like chased a storyboard artist away because she shipped yeah two characters that they didn't like her shipping that was a black that was a black day and in online oh, f- appreciation yeah. show. um that's why but, yeah, i don't Bruce... go anywhere near that fandom <laughs> I roll on, roll Bruce on and Selena. Um, that scene where Bruce is like with Harper and Selena's like sneaking in the thing. Like, I didn't like the. I didn't like Bruce's whole like pretending to be like, oh, I'm so scared, Harper thing, because I didn't buy it from him. Because this is the Bruce Wayne who like pretended to get his fingers chopped off to fool Silver St. Cloud. This is the Bruce Wayne that did like, you know, bratty Bruce at that like auction and stuff. Like, We've seen that he's a good actor before. That he can like people. And, <laughs> You're criticizing like, the character's performance. I'm criticizing not the actor's performance because I'm sure Davi Mazzaz was just doing what the script and the director told him to do. But it was like we know that Bruce Wayne at this point can pull off a better charade than the one he gave Harper, which Harper bought anyway because she's new to the show. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that like it was it was an interesting kind of. I liked him. I liked the fact that now his. Uh, I'm in so much better spirits now. <laughs> I like the fact that uh, he has the Playboy Bruce Wayne in his arsenal. So the first thing he's like, oh, I, I, you know, he he thought of Kat. Like, he wasn't being genuine really with her ever. Um, and she's like, what? That's a bribe? No way. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not talking to Tommy Ellen anymore. So like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm just so scared. And then like, I, honestly, I forget why Selena was there. What was she getting from out of, out of Gordon's desk? Uh, Jerome's file. Yeah. All oh, right. Gotcha. But it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was, an, it was an interesting scene. Um, I like the scene of them in the car. But I've already said that. Oh God! When he leaned over and he opened the door, I was ready to throat punch him. <laughs> I was like, "How dare you bait me like this?" <laughs> Someone's gonna get you out of those clothes and into a nice dress. <laughs> we, <laughs> we call that a ship tease. Oh, uh, God. Even yes. Selena was like, she was ready. Well, when, and then when, when, he opened the door and she's like, oh. She's like, you know, I could reach the handle on my own, right? Well, they were, when they were on the but floor in the, in, in the diner, like, there was, there was definitely yes. like, sparks flying. That was like some straight up uh, Batman Returns shit right there. I was, she licks his uh, face. Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still babies, but I'm just, like, so invested in their relationship. It's, like, stupid. In terms of chemistry on the show, the two, like, best pieces of chemistry are, like, Davi Mazows and Sean Pertwee and Davi Mazows and Cameron B. Kandova. Like, both of with, those with combinations, Gordon and Bullock like... Third. Say what? Gordon and Bullock have, have good chemistry. They do, but, like, I, I, I prefer those other two duos. Yeah. Because like the best watch well, like a Gordon and Bullock scene and think, my gosh, this chemistry is so great. Especially because like their relationship has been so inconsistent, Gordon and Bullock, with like 
<laughs> well, that's something that I was going to bring up. Uh, like, I feel that like here, it's it's kind of come full circle to where now I don't predict him to have any problems for the rest of the series, however long that is. Like when he said, "I'll, I'll you know, I'll t- I'm ready to take orders," and like I knew that like I'd be safe because Jim Gordon was there. I feel that like their relationship has has gone as far as it has to. There's no more like a. And you- there's there's no more like like like, like this is the, the relationship they'll have when Bruce Wayne Batman is around like this is this kind of like kind of friendship. Bullock is subservient to Gordon, and you notice it's Bullock who did like the risky thing this time instead of Gordon. It's usually like Gordon, like I'm gonna run him with no guns. Like this time it's Bullock, like I'm gonna let myself get hypnotized. And I feel that like that was that was, that was more uh, to be that guy. Uh, that's what you would see more of Bullock being the sort of you know kind of shotgun. Bull in a china shop kind of guy who does a reckless thing, and Gordon yeah. does something a little bit more intelligent. As opposed to the like that'd be great. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Bullock has been like way smarter than uh, Gordon on a lot of a lot of occasions, which was really weird to it me. Is, but... It is depressing. <laughs> And by the way, I love how when you first see Bruce and Selena this episode, they're walking into the, the GCPD together, like, basically, like, okay, like, we're ready for action now. Like, they're in their, like, you know, like, superhero costumes, and, like, their body language is, like, I, you know, like, they, they, they're ready. They're, like, they've grown so much, and and they still got more to do, so it's, uh, um, I like that. And, and like, you know, everyone else said, I, I liked the Jerome stuff, and we finally get the first meeting of... Catwoman and the Joker, not Joker character. Oh God, so good though. And they treated it like, like kind of with import too. It was, it was like uh, Selena. Selena. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting, especially because I don't think we've seen that hardly. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. Well, have we even seen it in the animated series? I guess not. Um, not that the Joker hasn't seen the animated series. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how often Joker and Catwoman have interacted because we're in the comics. Almost got him. Almost got him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that episode where the, the plot depended upon it. I hit him with a rock. He's like a real was a big rock. He's gonna turn into cat food. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite thing is that it turned out to be like they they bought it and it was just Bruce. <laughs> Killer Croc. Like I hit him with a really like. Yeah, Batman insulting. <laughs> Batman saying I hit him with a really big rock. It's like hilarious. <laughs> what if we get that next season? It's everyone talking about how they've almost got a homeless cop, like you know, like uh, oh, that <laughs> would be so playing, dumb. <laughs> Penguins playing cards with like the ninth poison ivy, and like you know, and <laughs> and Barbara Keen, and like <laughs> and Mad Hatter, and all these other like. Tell me about the time you almost killed homeless cop, and like I don't know, it would be like Gordon's dressed up as Solomon Grundy for some reason, like <laughs> Grundy hit homeless cop with rock. It was big rock, and then like the lights go out, and like, I wouldn't even be mad. And, That's and, how and Grundy's sad that eyes is. look like Ben McKenzie's eyes for a second. Yeah, little. I would be annoyed. I would not even be mad. Just feel like I can't. I can't with the show. They run out of ideas. Now they're just ganking straight up. Clearly, why is Tabitha trying to turn Lee into cat food? Lee has nothing to do with cats. It makes no sense. Well, I liked. I liked at the end. I, there are a lot of things I, I wish I could enjoy this episode but I can't like, but like um, I liked at the end uh, Gordon Bullock you know furthering the completion of their friendship burgeoning for, for, further into love and, and Bullock's like you know like, like, like let's, here let's have this drink there are no heroes in Gotham and it's like that Wayne kid is on, you know, is on the phone for you so and I, you hear Bruce Wayne kind of just shotgunning it towards you know 
going after the Joker essentially. I, I was like, God damn it! Like, like, like there are moments of inspiration with this series. There really are. Yeah, it's so good. Gordon's gonna have to know that Bruce is Batman if he's like pulling shit like this when he's a teenager. Like, I'm going after Jerome. Don't try and stop I, I think me. He like, is. Well, in this case, it kind of makes sense because he's like, "Oh, it's my responsibility." If he says later, like, "No, this guy is my responsibility," like in costume, if he slips up that way and homeless cop doesn't get it, then literally like the worst detective in the world. You know, I mean, Batman the, on the, Harper. The, he did this experiment. There's also precedent because, like, everyone on Smallville, like, you know, like, saw Clark do this stuff until, like, the end of the series where, like, every single person, like, knew that he was Superman. Well, I mean, I mean, Luthor lost his memory, so there was that. (laughs) It was a claim. (laughs) Everyone in Gotham loses their memory. (laughs) Because of, like, what was it? Gordon will know. And Lucius probably will know. Gordon could Gordon could basically like wink to the camera. Well, not exactly wink, but like play it as if like I don't know who this Batman is. But then like you know like you know we get a sense that maybe he does know who he is or something like Year One style. So it'd be funny if he didn't know. Like 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 uh, Neil Hamilton in the sixties show. <laughs> he, he's absolutely clueless. <laughs> like Batman leaves and then like Bruce comes in. Hey everyone, what I missed, Bruce? You just missed. Batman, how does this keep on happening? Like, my God, every time Batman comes, you know, and then, like, he leaves. You just come in a second later. Like, why do you always miss the awesome stuff? I feel so bad for you. you know, like, like, Shut up. Well, it's, it's like that scene You two would really show. get along. You two should both come to dinner at my house, you know, tonight. Do you it's even like, have a home? Hey, 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 I'm asking the questions here. It's like that scene from the 60s show where, like, Gordon has Adam West and Batman <laughs> on the on the phone at the same time, and like there's no Adam West never changed his voice for Batman. So like it's it's, it's so I think he even says like two great men so similar yet so different at the same time. Like, how dumb is this guy? <laughs> uh, do we have any more thoughts about this episode before we get into next week? We talked about. Did you guys have any thoughts on Scarecrow? I didn't. I, th- I know I said something about him at the opening, but you guys haven't talked to him at all. I mean, it's a very small role, but I didn't get this. Yeah, I mean, I did not, he was recast again. It, you know what? Or they, I say again, it's his first time. If they, um, if they did not, if I did not know he was recast, I, I would not be able to tell because he sounded kind of. Because he, he sounded kind of similar or the same compared to how he was when he was wearing the mask last time. Um, I kind of wish they did this sort of, you know, kind of goofy. He's also in a bag, so. I kind of wish they did yeah. the goofy looking, like, kind of like, you know, light in his eyes face. Because, like, that was so stupid that was funny to me. So, like, uh, they didn't do that. But, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I have nothing. I have, I, I'm neutral because because he didn't do much in this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I don't have any thoughts on Scarecrow. Like I said earlier, I just really like that they fell back on his chemistry because he burnt through the thing. And then also he had his fear toxin back, which was nice. Oh, and I thought it was cute that he tried to rhyme. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember. I know. I know. Uh, um, Matt Hatter was all about that. Blah. But yeah, I, he when they broke him out of the thing, and he tried to make like a rhyme, and then Matt Hatter was like, "That really sucked, but at least you tried." Okay. But he said it in like rhyme. Okay, yeah, he was. They were they were being playful with each other, which was nice. I do like, uh, just kind of like I don't like Headhunter and I like Zaz. It's kind of like they have like this. The, all three of them are very fun characters when placed together, 
and Jervis doesn't actually speak or breathe or exist. Uh, but like how other people interact with him is nice. You know, when they're not homeless cops or cops in general. Homeless, homeless cops. But I like help. I like when villains interact with each other because it's it's fun to see um, how they're clearly like when Jervis said we have plenty of time to stab each other in the back later because that's real. <laughs> yeah. They they don't trust each other, and until they all get what they want. Um, until they have like a nice secure place to strike from, they're not going to uh, backstab each other is basically what I heard there. Uh, so you know that they're going to be together for a bit and you know that it's going to be big because Jervis was like a whole full season uh, villain. And then you had uh, Jerome every time he shows up, like maybe two two episodes tops and it's like an insane ride and then of course you have scarecrow who hasn't had the same amount of exposure but you know like his um it's scarecrow man i just, every time he i love I love Scarecrow. He's one of my favorite villains ever, and I'm just really happy that he wasn't, like, obnoxious. And I know that when he showed up, the first Scarecrow was, like, his dad, basically. Uh, But if you're a horror fan like me, guys, and you have actually seen Warlock 1 and 2, and I think there's a third one, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Uh, You know who Julian Sands is, and you know that he is, like, an amazing villain. The fact that he was more, like, sympathetic in uh, this versus, like, being pure, unadulterated, like, evil in the movies. um, It was really nice. Um, And that he also gave birth to uh, Scarecrow. Uh, I really like that, but that's mostly probably because I read The Dark Knight in the New 52, and I really liked what they did with that there. That's just interesting stuff. I remember, I remember that storyline. Yeah. That was one of my three soups. Next week's episode is called I just had it up. Mandatory brunch meeting. Gordon and Bullock try to stay one step ahead as Jerome zeroes in on his next target. Meanwhile, Nigma hosts a riddle game show in the Narrows and faces his toughest challenger in Lee Tompkins. And Penguin goes to see Butch with a proposal in the all-new A Dark Knight Mandatory Brunch Meeting. Guest star list is um, David W. Thompson as Scarecrow, Benedict Samuel as Jervis Tech, Cameron Monaghan as Jerome Valeska, Michelle Ventimiglia as Firefly. Oh, I thought Firefly... Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, wait, didn't she... I think she was she didn't die. She was, she was just kind of like, like, like knocked unconscious. No, but I thought that like Michelle was the original Firefly actress, but they replaced her. But no, I'm mixing up. But like this Firefly is leaving the show and is getting like recast, though. Like I, I have her back. Oh, but because okay. like That's because nice. she's badly burned and she wears a mask, it doesn't matter. Um, Nathan Darrow as Mr. Freeze and Stephen Hawk as Headmaster. And we don't have a promo for that right now just because of the date when we're recording, so just synopsis. Yeah, so any reactions to that synopsis or guesses? Or I'm interested in, like, uh, Lee Nigma stuff as long as they don't become a couple. Cut to, like, next week where she's like, oh, Nigma. I want to I ask something that, as, a, as, a, as a final thought for – because I, I don't know if we mentioned last – or last night – 
But like Davi Mazau's tweeted, uh-huh. you know, we're done with the season. And if this is the last, if this is the end of the show, then I'll carry it in my heart forever. And we, we immediately say, well, that doesn't mean the show's canceled. That doesn't mean it's ending. You know, they haven't come back yet. But if this is, hypothetically speaking, and I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not trying to put across the idea that, like, it is, but, like, seriously, like, like if this is the end of the season, I'm wondering, because they're ramping up the Joker. Rachel Ghoul is probably the biggest villain he could, he could probably face in his Rose Gallery. And he, we, we said he's acting more like Batman. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, like, in terms of storyline, do you think this could be the end of the show? Because, because like, you know, like, like Gordon's captain, like, you know, a lot of things have fe- feel that, like, they fall into place to where, you know, I, I know I always I say this angrily, but, like, where else would they have to go after this? I think that they're planning for a season five. Um, and I think that the chances are really good. I think that, like, the worst case scenario is honestly Fox saying, you know what, like, we're not giving you a season five after all. But if that happens, I think that either the CW will pick it up or the or Warner Brothers will put it on its streaming service to basically finish out the show for a final season. But uh, it's there was a Fox executive who recently said that, like, he wants to do the show. He actually said for a few more seasons, like he used seasons plural. He says that the issue is that, like, they can't put it on Thursdays next year because, like, there's no room. So, like, they want to find a place for it. So... That's a good sign, but at the same time, too, that could be, like, executive talk for, like, you know, he didn't want to, like, give an answer that people didn't want, so, like, he didn't want to say it's can't, but he was hopeful, so take that for what it was. And then a few days later, there was the canceled Renewed website. They said that one of their sources, like, was able to, from Fox, was able to tell them that, like, yes, the show's actually been removed, uh, renewed, <laughs> I said renewed, but that hasn't been corroborated by anyone now, the cast themselves, unless the cast is all lying, the cast themselves has said, we don't know anything until May. So That's not, that's not, that's not my question, though. My, my, I'm not asking, like, what's the likeliness of an ending. I'm saying, in terms of oh, okay. the, sto- the show's storyline, do you think that they could end it here? Well, I'm, I'm bringing that up just for context for, for the listeners and to, like, and to frame the conversation, too, just because, you know, like, it's just so we know where we're at, you know? Because people have been getting nervous because, like, the cast is, like, wrapping up filming around now and like they're like posting goodbye stuff and like they they do this every year but like Davi Mazau's one was like really really like you know like if this is the end then I was so proud to have like been Batman um I don't feel like without knowing how the next few episodes are going to go no I don't think that this would be the place to end it but I don't know what they're going to do in the season finale. I mean, it's going to be called No Man's Land, but I feel like that in itself sounds like a cliffhanger for like a season five of No Man's Land. But uh, if they do end it, I would say like, you know, go back and like redo the last like 10 minutes to do like at least like a flash forward to the future. Like, you know, like five years later and we see Gordon like at the commissioner's desk and like he looks like Commissioner Gordon and he goes up to the roof and he lights the back signal and like he doesn't talk like he used to. A, yeah. Don't pull a Tom Welling. Like show Davi Mazal's in a Batman suit and, and and he'll do it. He he would oh love God, to. Oh god, would it. he? Yeah. He would he, so do it. He, he he's not going to Tom Welling that shit at all. And Yeah, but to be fair, Superman uh Superman's costume is synonymous with uh misfortune and Batman's is not. Mm-hmm. I still thought if you, and then if you, you should do the job, you should do the damn suit. <laughs> yeah, and you could even like do a fake out where like you know someone's like Jim, you know Barbara's on the phone, and you think he's talking about Barbara King. He like rolls his eyes like, "All right, honey, Daddy will be home in a few hours. Just get back to bed." So like we know that 
for somehow he has a daughter named Barbara. We don't even have to say who the mom is. Like I, I like let, let the fans speculate like in Fairly Odd Parents, you know, or something like there was a Fairly Odd Parents flash forward where like I remember that <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we don't know who like who Timmy marries, Tootie or uh, or Trixie or whatever the girls' names were. Um, you know, do that and like just basically like show like kind of like what Smallville did with their little flash forward at the end. Like just show a glimpse of like everyone. Like put Rob and Lord Taylor in a fat suit. You know, like maybe like you know we maybe we go to Arkham and we see like some of our the same gallery. one that Jim was wearing. Jim was in wait, a fat suit. Wait, no, someone was in a fat suit. Who? That's awesome. <laughs> Mark, Mark Gatiss and that Sherlock special. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Um, no, I yeah. think I saw him in a fat suit before, though. But, but like, yeah, to me, the show isn't over until we see that epilogue. Like, like, Which Ben McKenzie like, promised, like, like, way back when. He said, he, said, he said the last shot you'll see before the show ends is Batman. <laughs> he, he said like, that's, how, that's how the series will end. Yeah, and, and I play the Danny Elfman Batman theme, just like they did the John Williams theme for the end of like uh, Smallville. Well, I'm just uh, saying that like that like uh, they, I mean like 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 in the way that they've kind of set things up, they could end it here. It, it feels like a lot of characters, their soul, like the, the, the kernel of who these characters are going to be, has been at the forefront of the season, and I think that like uh, it makes it. I, I don't think they will because I don't think that, I don't think these shows really operate on a sort of a narrative beginning middle anymore. It's just how much they like supernatural should be done by now, and it's not. But like, uh, even though it ended in season five, but like, um, like that's like, all money. Th- but like, well, th- th- exactly, like, like I feel that like if this show is making enough money, then they'll they'll do it. You know, until Diamond Bazaar is older than we are. Yeah, um, but that, that's the other thing, too. You say, where can these characters go from here? That's what we asked ourselves at the beginning of this season with, like, Bruce almost being Batman at the finish line. And then we had this storyline with, you know, him firing Alfred and stuff. Like, that's the challenge of the show. You know, like, let's, you know, take us on a journey where, like, we think that these characters are, like, where they finally need to be. But then, you know, the question that we asked, where do we go from here? That's the show's job to answer it and surprise us. And also disappoint us. Yeah. In season two, I didn't know where where they could take Enigma from here. I'm like, well, he's the Riddler now. You know, what else can we do? And we've that was two years ago. I think it's I don't I would not say it's so easy that well we thought that before because I don't know if we thought that before. Like like like, like seriously seriously at this point, which character is not at least I mean, let's ignore Barbara Kane. Which character is not on the path of where they? <laughs> she would have been my first one. We have the Riddler. I'm sorry. Which character is what? Which character is not directly close to the path that they that they're known for? Like which character is um, far away from that? Jim. He's, he's he's Captain when Batman shows up. He doesn't have to become unless it's like Golden Age. Like a lot yeah. of, a Oh, lot I thought of, you meant like characterization wise. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, I mean, I, mean, I feel that like he's <laughs> generally he's generally. Back to like I'm throwing how, some shade. That's all. How he was in the beginning, but like, because uh, like, th- th- there's like Batman, Robin, you're one. He's he's captain, I think. But like, um, uh, you know, he's he's kind of where he, he's leading the GCPD in, in a capacity. Bullets right on your side. Bruce wants to you protect. Said the GCPD city. wrong. <laughs> um, Alfred's back at the house. You know, Poison Ivy is there. I guess Selena has her whip. Um. Rayshaw Ghoul, it's a thing. You know, Jerome, you know, we've all seen the pictures. Jerome's going to be the Joker. Uh, like, uh, I mean, um, at this point, I mean, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not trying to argue that the show has to end now, but I'm saying that, like, should it, hypothetically, should it be the end? It's not getting cut off 
at its knees. I don't think. I feel like there's a there's plenty of places this show can go. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I this show is made of crack and uh, <laughs> hallucinogens, so there's the sky's the limit. I mean, Balloon Man showed us that. <laughs> oh Indeed. man. Really? I'm never letting that go. That episode was so bad. The sky's the limit. So Balloon Man bad. showed us that. I almost like legitimately quit <laughs> at that moment. I remember you messaged me about that. I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. Is is everything like this? No, it's much worse. We still haven't seen Gordon and Bullock go to Apocalypse to fight Darkseid. It's true. Darkseid, you son of a bitch! I should have known you were behind this. Did we? uh, Did all three of us talk about like Jerome's story at all? Because I know that I mentioned, like, I liked what he did in his performance, but I don't think we actually discussed like what happened. Although I do know it's like a step towards um, step. It's just like the wheel spinning towards the next uh, part of his plot. It's more of a setup. I talked about the moments more so because, like I said, I know – and this isn't from the episodes that Fox sent me. This is just from, like I said, the interviews and, like, what's come out. Like, I know what he's looking for and what's coming next, so I didn't really okay. talk about that part because I would have to, like, do a lot of tap dancing. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, uh, there's <laughs> – it's out there what Jerome's looking for, and uh, it's uh, – if people want to Google it or go on Reddit or listen to some interviews, they'll find it and it'll – I'm not sure how I feel about it yet until I see it in action, but it's I. I feel like it's 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 a pointless decision, but we'll see. Davi Mazaus thinks that it's brilliant. He said in an interview, "It's one of the most brilliant things the show's ever done." So yeah, and that's a I mean, if Davi Mazal likes it, I trust him. He said that Harley Quinn was coming to the show last year, and may, and like Reddit was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, was Harley Quinn?" I don't you trust know, like, that, Butch. but I trust his like. If he likes something that's happening on the show, I trust it. He's awesome, and he has a Harley Quinn dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, Batman. Look at your dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of my favorite convention moments ever? <laughs> so until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. And this is Jan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. And the hope you do You'll always have a friend Wearing big red shoes <laughs> Anything can happen Right before your eyes Whatever you're expecting Expect a surprise When you believe in magic Final Fantasy or, or Homeless Adultery? Sharknado 6 is going to be the last one! <laughs> Will Ian Zeri survive? Uh, oh, it's so they'll crazy! They'll cross over with like the Gotham-like season finale. Like, <laughs> Jarrell, no, but seriously, um, this is... if you want to see more of that universe, just watch uh, Z Nation, because the Z Nation comes in the future. 
like a couple of years in the future from Sharknado 6. Oh, maybe they'll, 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 have tan- they'll bridge off. And the main, one of the main characters that stays throughout the entire, uh, I think it's like four seasons now, is a uh, black lady. And she was also in Sharknado 3. And you see her as like a lesser rank than she is in Z Nation. A few years ago, Donovan and I read, like, the Archie Sharknado crossover, and it was actually hilarious. It was written by the guy who did the Sharknado movies. (laughs) Like, I was not expecting it to be good. I was like, okay, this is, like, hilarious. Especially with, like, in the middle of the book, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch comes. She's like, have no fear. I'll magic this problem away. And then, like, six sharks, like, tackle her and, like, dismember her, like, in front of all of her friends. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, you should actually like watch the movie. Blossom's top or something. I, I should. I think I'd like him. Yeah, they're like, okay, you just... Here's the thing, people are like, these movies are so fucking terrible. Why does anybody watch them? It's like... Hello, because they're ter- they're terrible. They they know what they're doing. They know they they they're asylum films. If you're gonna sit down and watch an asylum right. film and expect cinematic gold, you should just hang yourself and save yourself the time. One of them has um, Anthony Weiner for some reason. Has what? Wait, yeah, Anthony, like Huma Abedin's husband. Yes, I don't know why that happened. The guy, the- the guy who's well, Ann Coulter made, like, is in James one of Comey, them, like, and like, uh, like, I think like throw the election for in us? movies that want to be in movies. I mean, Stacey Dash is in one. Well, she's an actual actor. I mean, Anthony Weiner wasn't an actor, so like I felt that like I was <laughs> being trolled. Neither is Mark Cuban. <laughs> I don't know why that was happening. <laughs> they probably just honestly, they probably just put money into the film because <laughs> they don't. Here's the thing. Uh, each film is bigger and better than the last one, and you know, better is subjective. But okay. like, I mean, like they're just more crazy than the last one. So they need more money and more funding because sci-fi is not going to fund anything. Uh, well, they they don't have the they have canceled really good TV shows after a couple of seasons. Because they can't afford to pay the uh, the actors anymore or the production. Yeah, Krypton might be doomed. That's a shame. Like, it was both both the planet and the show. <laughs> yeah. Did, did it not get good ratings? No. Oh, I, after a while, they just they just stop paying you because they can't afford you. Sci-fi does not. A... I, I feel there like there's still. Oh, <laughs> I, I was waiting to see if you would go, but then when you did, I like jumped in the pool. But then, like you jumped in at the same time, and we splashed each other. Um, <laughs> we just hit each other in midair and fell. Ow, my nose! <laughs> <laughs> I have the palm like.